Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. We want to look now at manufacturing. It's in this turbulent Irish economy. We have to think about the role industry plays in this country. Manufacturing specifically is something that we should look at in terms of importance. And Conor McGee is the head of manufacturing at the Bank of Ireland and he joins me now. Conor, you're very welcome to the programme. Just just in terms of how you got into this area, Connor. I know you worked down in Braun in Carlo. That would have been one of the stalwarts of manufacturing in Ireland. Is that where you, you, you started there and pretty much, I know you had some overseas appointments, but you've been in manufacturing all your life. That's it, Bobby. Thank yeah. you. Uh, good morning, everyone. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, so I started in Braun in the 80s. At the time, it was the biggest manufacturing facility in Ireland, more than 1,300 people. And I went from there into automotive. I was in Germany for a good few years, automotive components. I was back then in Ireland in the in the um, PLC space, building materials, uh, back into automotive. Um, then I was in the industrial equipment, everything to do with cargo handling. And in that position, I spent time in, in China and in Finland, right. back to Ireland. And then most recently joined the Bank of Ireland uh, as, as, as head of manufacturing, where I have the privilege of working with SMEs up and down the country. All right. So why, in your view, then, is manufacturing so important to the Irish economy? Yeah, so I think it's it's not an exaggeration to say that manufacturing has essentially transformed the, the wealth and well-being of, of the Irish economy in, in, in the last decades. And the reason I say that, uh, there's 300,000 people in the space, more than 17,000 companies, and it accounts for about 40%, touching 40% of the economy in GDP terms. Um, so really important, uh, that 40% compares to the European average of about uh, 20%. Um, and um, up and down the country, making a huge contribution to local communities, local economies. And, and they're, they're, they're good, high-paying jobs, particularly the ones you, you, you cited there earlier. But there is, is there not a dependence on very few players here in terms of GDP now, maybe not employees, but in, in contribution to GDP. Uh, we're talking about a, a few significant players making up the bulk of, of that contribution. Yes, yeah, some of those significant players, I would argue, are in the in the, in the the tech space. Uh, manufacturing, I would argue, has very deep roots. Yeah, in, in well, I think that's fair enough. And, and strong anchors. And for me, it's it's... If, if within manufacturing, of course, the multinationals are very important, but the, the real heroes for me are, are, are the SMEs. It's a really broad church. They're between timber to plastics, farmer to technology, automotive to industrial. And the thing about the SMEs is they've proved themselves really well with the multinationals. They, they deliver, they, they've done a really good job. And then in the, in the Irish context, and then they scale that in a, in, in a global context. And I couldn't agree more with you. And there was a trend, a worrying trend a number of years ago, Connor, of, you know, getting everything in from the Middle East, getting everything in from China at the expense of Irish craft manufacturing. And because if you outsource the making of something, you ultimately run the risk that you're going to end up working for somebody else. Yeah, that's a very interesting observation. I mean, there was, as you say, a trend of what we call the best cost country. And, and the, the, the upside of, of, of COVID and, and indeed Brexit is that more and more stuff has come back to the country in terms of uh, nearshoring uh, and, and uh, companies bringing 
technology back in in house and and um, and growing their their business and, and having less dependency. So we've gone from um, a just in time thing where you could get stuff globally to a just in case and, and having the security of your of your supply. Which means now that maybe organisations are more likely to hold stock. Uh, so there's a, is there a working capital issue there from a banker's perspective? Well, what was really important uh, during 2022, during the supply chain um, tsunami, as I call it, was that uh, um, our clients were supported in their working capital uh, because they needed to have stock in place. They couldn't depend on the supply chain. So they were over-ordering and, and, and stocking uh, loans and working capital finance was really important in that space. That's tailed away now as, as the equilibrium has, has matched again and, and supply and demand are more balanced now than, than, than they were in, in, in 2022. So in your view then, in, in a, from a manufacturing standpoint, has supply chain changed forever? Like in, has COVID changed the way we look at supply chain indefinitely, say? Well, yeah, everyone has become an expert in supply chain. It's risen in terms of the priority of, of, of manufacturing, uh, having dual supply, having robust partnerships with your supply partners uh, and, and p- people that you can depend on. So, yes, it, it, it has changed and um, become a, a strategic priority w- within the, the value chain. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, in within the bank, your your prominent concern is going to be the percentage that manufacturing is of the overall loan book. It's currently at 6.6%. I presume you have ambitions to grow that. Absolutely. Um, we, as you said, the, 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 the percentage is, is in 6% and the conditions are there to grow. Uh, I bring my uh, industry expertise when we're having discussions with, with clients and, and that's a real benefit. Yeah. We speak the same language and um, we look for partnerships. We, 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 when I'm working with, with clients, look for strong product portfolio, strong customer portfolios, really strong leadership team. And now the big opportunities in the ESG space. And it's interesting to see the change in, in clients. They're extolling the, the virtues of their, of their green credentials. And, and that, that's, that's really interesting for the bank. And finally, can I ask you, as we look forward now to 2024, um, you were saying that uh, 2022 was a strong year, but a natural slowdown accord with exports bled into 23. What can you expect for the sector for 2024? I see it as positive. I, I take the optimistic view. We're optimistic in manufacturing. There was a natural, there has been a natural correction in 2023. We came off a bumper year in 2022. So it stands to reason that, that things slowed down in, in, in the second half of 2023. The good news is that there's the latest data is showing a, an uptick in, 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 in activity, both here and in, and in Europe. Uh, and the other... Um, driving factor is is interest rates are stabilizing okay uh, just this week gone uh, we had the dow jones industry index rally to the highest uh, to a new max um so there's there's a lot of uh, cautiously optimistic let's say to be cautiously optimistic for 2024 okay well conor mcgee head of manufacturing at the bank of ireland thanks for your analysis on the sector down to business with bobby kerr brought to you by bank of ireland saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.